Section 3 of A Treatise on Good Works. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Philip Nottis. A Treatise on Good Works by Martin Luther. Translated by Johann Michael Roy. The Importance of the Work. Inquiring now into the importance of the book, we know that Luther's impression evidently was perfectly correct when he wrote to Spalatin long before its completion, as early as March 25th, that he believed it to be better than anything he had heretofore written. The book indeed surpasses all his previous German writings in volume, as well as all his Latin and German ones in clearness, richness, and the fundamental importance of its content the comparison the prevalent urging of self-elected works of monkish holiness which had arisen from a complete misunderstanding of the so-called evangelical councils compare especially matthew nineteen sixteen through twenty two and which were at the time accepted as self-evident and zealously urged by the whole church luther's argument must have appeared to all thoughtful and earnest souls as a revelation when he so clearly amplified the proposition that only these works are to be regarded as good works which god has commanded and that therefore not the abandoning of one's earthly calling but the faithful keeping of the ten commandments in the course of one's calling is the work which god requires of us over against the widespread opinion as though the will of god as declared in the ten commandments referred only to the outward work always especially mentioned luther's argument must have called to mind the explanation of the law which the lord had given in the sermon on the mount when he taught men to recognize only the extreme point and manifestation of a whole trend of the thought in the work prohibited by the text and when he directed christians not to rest in the keeping of the literal requirement of each commandment but from this point of vantage to inquire into the whole depth and breadth of god's will positively and negatively and to do his will in its full extent as the heart has perceived it though this thought may have been occasionally expressed in the expositions of the ten commandments which appeared at the dawn of the reformation still it had never before been so clearly recognized as the only correct principle much less had it been so energetically carried out from beginning to end as is done in this treatise over against the deep-rooted view that the works of love must bestow upon faith its form its content and its worth before god it must have appeared in the dawn of a new era galatians three twenty two through twenty five when luther in this treatise declared and with victorious certainty carried out the thought that it is true faith which invests the works even the best and greatest of works with their content and worth before god this proposition which luther here amplifies more clearly than ever before demanding nothing less than a breach with the whole of prevalent religious views and at that time must have been perceived as the discovery of a new world though it was no more than return to the clear teaching of the new testament scriptures concerning the way of salvation this too accounts for the fact that in this writing the accusation is more impressively repelled than before that that the doctrine of justification by faith alone resulted in moral laxity 
and that on the other hand the fundamental and radical importance of righteousness by faith for the whole moral life is revealed in such a heart-refreshing manner luther's appeal in this treatise to kings princes the nobility municipalities and communities to declare against the misuse of spiritual powers and to abolish various abuses in civil life marks this treatise as the forerunner of the great reformation writings which appeared in the same year 1520 while on the other hand his espousal of the rights of the poor man to be met here for the first time shows that the monk of wittenberg coming from the narrow limits of the convent had an intimate and sympathetic knowledge of the social needs of his time thus he proved by his own example that to take a stand in the centre of the gospel does not narrow the vision nor harden the heart but rather produces courage in the truth and symphony for all manner of misery luther's contemporaries at once recognized the great importance of the treatise for within the period of seven months it passed through eight editions these were followed by six more editions between the years fifteen twenty one and fifteen twenty five in fifteen twenty one it was translated into latin and in this form passed through three editions up to the year fifteen twenty five and all this in spite of the fact that in those years the so-called three great reformation writings of fifteen twenty were casting all else into the shadow melanchthon on a contemporaneous letter to john hess call it luther's best work john Matthäus, the well-known pastor at joachimistal and luther's biographer acknowledged that he had learned the rudiments of christianity from it even today this book has its peculiar mission to the church the seeking after self-electric works the indolence regarding the works commanded of god the foolish opinion that the path of works leads to god's grace and goodwill are even today widely prevalent within the kingdom of god to all this luther's treatise answers be diligent in the works of your earthly calling as commanded of god but only after having first strengthened by the consideration of god's mercy the faith within you which is the only source of all truly good works and well-pleasing to god m roy wartburg seminary dubuque iowa end of section three recording by philip Nottis.